AWA Championship Wrestling. The AWA presents the greatest stars in professional wrestling, bringing you the best in mat action. Place to be Nation Wrestling. Welcome to another edition of Before I Was a Mark. I am your host, Sean Kidd, and I am happy to be back with you to talk three more matches that I have watched uh, on my recent travels that predate my wrestling fandom around uh, summer of 1986. So on our last episode, we kind of went through, you know, how I got into being a wrestling fan, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, and we'll talk a little bit more as this show goes on, but um, I picked three matches tonight that I had never seen. Um, a couple of them have some meaning to me based on my first initial watches. Uh, one has to do with a tag team that I really started liking later on. And another one has something to do with uh, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. So with that, we're going to jump right into it. So our first match tonight uh, takes me back to the first time I saw these two wrestle. I When I first started wrestling, one of the ways that I found how the history of wrestling and going back and watching some stuff and kind of figuring stuff out was going to my local video store and i'll never forget the name of that store it was ford's video and ford's video had a lot of the coliseum home videos and so one of the coliseum videos i got and i can't remember uh the name of that particular video uh if you guys want to hear about coliseum videos listen to senior video with rory um i know he's on a little bit of a hiatus uh but you know great great show uh goes through a lot of those coliseum video but one of the first videos i got had a match on there that just had this or around it that just kind of blew me away and Jimmy Snuka I'd heard of and um, there was this cage match and he's facing a, a magnificent Morocco um, and there was blood and Snuka goes up on the top of the cage you guys all know this historic match at this time but for me it was I'd never seen it before so I was a trench right away so it's one of those early matches that I saw on a video that got me even more into wrestling than my initial TV watch so this match um, I actually found on YouTube, all three matches tonight are actually on YouTube. And it is actually Jimmy Snuka for, versus uh, the Magnificent Rock Morocco. It is also for the IC title. It is from, uh, uh, it's a Fijian strap match. And it is from the Spectrum, uh, Philly Spectrum, um, obviously from Prism TV. And it takes place on October 22nd, 1983. And if that date sounds familiar, this match is literally five days removed from that historical MSG cage match. So I thought it was pretty cool that we have another specialist match in this famous feud that literally takes place five days after. Whereas back in the day, if you were at Madison Square Garden or you watched this videotape or, and you weren't in Philly, unless you were there, you had no idea that this was even happening. So this is, opens a whole new world for me. So I'm really, really excited to talk about this. So Snuka is out with Buddy Rogers. Interesting. Um, on his intro, they announced Buddy as a former NWA champ which and WWF champ, which I thought was interesting because they didn't really acknowledge the NWA um, around when I started watching, at least on WWF TV. So that was really cool to hear. Uh, crowd has absolutely loved Snooka, and obviously they hate Morocco. Um, creatively, uh, this is what's interesting. You can win by pinfall, submission, or if a wrestler takes his strap off, which should kind of give you an idea of where this might be going. So Dick Graham and uh, Gorilla Monsoon are on commentary. Uh, Don doesn't want the strap on, but Snuka headbutts him, allowing the ref to put it on. Snuka chokes Don with straps, and uh, Morocco responds by putting a strap around Snuka's eyes and pulling really, really hard on it. Uh, Morocco then whips Snuka with the strap. Commentators do a really good job of selling the rawhide strap and how the wrestlers are using it. 
Snuka gets a headbutt, and Morocco is busted pretty badly, uh, like really, really bleeding profusely. Crowd goes nuts as Jimmy just starts whipping on Morocco on his face. Uh, Jimmy does a second rope fist drop with the strap around his hand. He chokes Morocco with the strap and then uses it to, uses it to rope to hang him in addition. Snooker looks really, really savage on offense as Bloody Morocco is just 100% a mess and getting destroyed. The ref gets knocked down as Don pulls him in front of a Snooker charge. Morocco really, really smartly takes the Snooker's strap off and then whips him. The ref gets back up and he sees Snooker without the, the strap on. Um, Snooker fights back with chops on Morocco, headbutt. And then he ties Morocco up with the strap. Uh, the ref, ref calls the bell because, again, the strap is off, so Morocco gets to win. But Snuka goes to the top rope and hits another inspe- uh, just incredible splash, and the crowd absolutely loses this. Uh, this match was 16 minutes and 34 seconds. I absolutely love how hot this feud is. It's great follow-up for the cage match. And I also like how they keep finding ways to keep the title on Morocco, Why Snuka just a- looks like an absolute beast. This was 100% good shit. I went three and a half on this. So if you can find this match, um, this might make me look for any, any more Morocco versus Snooker matches that are out there. Uh, but the fact that this took place after the cage match, uh, five days later, it is another specialty match that had a lot of blood and just fire. Snooker was such a hot baby face. Morocco was such a hot heel. Um, just great, great match. Go out of your way to find it on YouTube at three and a half stars. So our next match, we are going to the AWA. And this one's of note is interesting to me. The High Flyers, um, Greg Gagne, and of course, Jumping Jim Brazel. Jim Brazel, obviously, of the Killer Bees fame, which obviously I knew pretty well since I started in 1986, but I had no idea he had this uh, team with Greg Gagne. And honestly, when I started watching, I had no idea who Greg Gagne was either. I didn't really discover the AWA until... Well, I did discover it in 86. Um, that's when I discovered Ganya when it was on ESPN. So and I did watch it pretty religiously from that point. But obviously after that, uh, it was kind of out of its heyday a little bit, even though it had some strong shows going. But the, the, the tag team they're taking on here, I had no idea that this had even happened. They are taking on Rick Martel and Tito Santana. And for those of you that know Rick Martel and Tito Santana, they were also known as the team of Strike Force, uh, who formed in August of 1987, um, in a pretty famous angle with the Islanders when Tom Zank had left, uh, Martel High and Dry and Santana, basically, who was, you know, kind of doing a C-level thing where sometimes he would do a lot of time limit draws, sometimes he would lose, sometimes he'd get that sneak win, but he wasn't really doing anything of merit, was doing a lot of the commentary stuff, so this is kind of cool. So this is for the AWA Tag Team titles, the High Flyers are the champions, and it is from eight, uh, August 29th, 1982, and you can also find this on YouTube. This is the Flyers' second title reign. Their first reign was all the way in 1977 and lasted 15 months. This reign has been going on since June of 1981. So obviously, um, this is, they've had a pretty long title reign here over a year. Martel had joined the AWA this year after leaving the WWF early in the year after two tag team title reigns with Tony Gurria. Um, as we all know, Rick Martel would go on to win the AWA world title at some point. Tito at this time had primarily been in Georgia Championship Wrestling since July of this year. Uh, before he actually went on to the WWF in May of 83. So this is the first time, as I said, seeing Martel and Santana as a team, and they would become strike force at WWF in about five years from this, as they reformed in eight, eight, on 8-15-1987, and this match happens on 8-29-82. Some pretty cool uh, statistics here on a five-year five, uh, five gap. But anyway, let's jump into the match. So it's joined in progress. It opens with Tito and Rick working headlocks on Jim Brunzel. 
Uh, Jim escapes on an atomic drop to Rick and makes the tag to Greg. And there's a hell of a sequence between Rick and Greg that's literally at like blitz lightning speed with Rick getting the headlocks. Greg escaping multiple times until Rick gets the headlock clinched in using both arms, which is really, you know, headlock spots can come and go, but this one was super hot. Uh, there is a lot of headlocks in the first five minutes, four minutes, but I, it didn't bug me as much because I felt like it was pretty quick. It looked realistic and it wasn't one of those, you know, matches where you'd see people just do a headlock just because, you know, they had time to kill. It was really important to the match. Um, Tito gets a nice slam on Greg off the ropes, but Greg kicks, kicks him uh, by leaping up. But Tito gets an arm drag and gets him back in the headlock. Martel tags in, grabs the head, runs up turnbuckle twice, and manages to keep Gagne in the headlock. Martel gets two more awesome arm drags and a sunset flip on Brunzel later and back gets him back into a headlock. Finally, the high flyers get some momentum as Jim holds Tito down and Greg with a really savage top rope knee drop. Um, and then he gets in a fantastic Indian death lock on Tito and it keeps it in until tagging Jim in who gets uh, figure four. Tito eventually tags Rick, works over Jim. He hits a backbreaker, but his knee is injured from something that happened early in the match. Um, there's tags by both. Tito runs in and goes for a drop kick to Greg, but Greg... Just an amazing light, like again, Greg Gagne, lightning fast, moves out of the leg and Tito hurts, uh, moves out of the way and Tito hurts his leg. There's an atomic drop to the leg by Greg, another tag to Rick, um, and Rick whips Greg into the turnbuckles multiple times. Backbreaker for two, then there's a backslide for two, another tag to Santana, who does a body press off the ropes for another two, then there's a drop kick and a body slam. Gagne falls behind and gets a sleeper on another slam attempt. Tito flips him over. Um, goes for an atomic drop, but why he's way up in the air, uh, which is really cool because it looks like Tito's almost halfway across the ring, but he gets him way up high for the atomic drop, and Gagne managed, uh, uh, manages to reach back and tag Jim Brunzel all the way almost across the ring because of how high up he was, really impressive. Um, and then out of the blue, uh, an absolutely sick, probably one of the sickest drop kick I've ever seen by Brunzel to Tito's head, like savage like it looked like if he had drop kicked his head he would have got whiplash and he got a three count so your winners are the high flyers um with an amazing amazing uh drop kick uh the back half of this i thought was absolutely amazing um as i said the drop kick to tito's head was one of the best i've ever seen um i could see where it might lose some a little bit for all the headlock spots but they did add flair to them and it worked and it didn't come across as like i said earlier just rest spots um i will tell you this might be one of the greatest face versus face matches you will ever see um, I know people always crapped on Greg Gagne, but let me tell you something. He was on fire in this match. I could definitely see that he had the talent. Uh, this match will have you watching more high flyer tags on this show. I went a full four stars. Um, it was 15 minutes of what we got, but just an amazing, amazing 15 minutes. So definitely go out of your way. It's definitely worth watching and really cool to see a sneak peek of Strike Force before they became a team and also seeing um, the high flyers in an environment that you know, if you don't know a whole lot about their tag team or if you're one of those non-Greg Gagne fans, go out of your way to watch it. It'll it'll definitely blow you away. All right. Our third and final match of tonight is we're going back to Memphis. And this is from June 3rd, 1985. This is also on YouTube. And it is a Mem loser leaves town match. And this is, take, this is Randy Savage versus Jerry the King Lawler. And one of the reasons why this time frame really resonates with me, this is around the time that Savage goes over to the WWF, and there's a reason for that. Uh, but this feud um, has apparently been going on since 19, uh, 1983. I guess it had to do with, you know, Savage and his brother invaded Memphis, coming from the organization they wrestled in that I believe their father owned. Uh, but this has been going on since 1983, so we're literally 
about two years into this feud, and it is for the Southern Heavyweight Championship. It is against Jerry the King Lawler. Um, the winner, obviously the loser of this, has to leave town. So pretty big match. Um, as I said, this match coincides with Savage leaving for the WWF, which is in the same month. So the title's on the line. It's no DQ. And again, loser, then they change it. Loser must leave minimum of one year. Um, Savage, there was a lot of stalling to start. Lawler gets two solid punches of Savage after a few tie-ups. Savage bails and throws a chair at Lawler. Russell keeps calling Savage wild. Uh, Lawler spits on Savage on the apron after Savage does the same to him. Lawler with another stiff punch that sends Savage outside. Savage uh, back in, puts his arms up to avoid another Lawler punch. I will give Lawler this. His punches are really good. He's always had a great punch. Looks really, really stiff. Um, Savage with a great clothesline on a whip out of corner, but Lawler gives him a very very bad nut shot, uh, which looks really, really disgusting. Savage bails again. We're eight minutes into this match. It's been no real match at this point so far. Uh, later in, the two collide mid-ring. Lawler stiff punches the Savage, misses a charge, and hits the post. Lawler, um, l- let's see, uh, he miss- and then Lawler's on the apron. Savage hits a knee to the back, and Lawler off the apron onto the table, which looked pretty good for 1985. Um, and Lawler is at this point bleeding pretty badly um, on his eye, and Savage works the bleeding eye with multiple punches. At this point, we're 27 minutes at- into the match. Savage just keeps pounding on the eye and biting him. Uh, ref pushes Savage off and rings the bell, declaring Randy the winner on a ref stoppage at 28 minutes and 43 seconds. Um, so I was wondering what the hell is going on here. It was, it's like, oh, wow. He actually, you know, but obviously there's always a twist when it comes to uh, Memphis wrestling and these kind of steps. So Savage keeps beating on Lawler. Lawler rolls out of the ring, goes outside, grabs a mic. Lawler says he doesn't want match stopped, and the crowd goes absolutely nuts. An official comes out, looks at I, and asks Lawler, do you want to continue? He says, yes. He will take full responsibility, and the match is restarted. Savage goes right after him again with the eye, but Lawler stops selling the punches, gets kind of fired up, kind of like he does with the Hogan up. Straps come down, stiff multiple punches, multiple second rope fist drops, and then he does an absolutely amazing pile driver for three. So Savage uh, loses. I'm sorry, and I said earlier, I said Lawler was the Southern Heavyweight Champion. Savage is actually the Southern Heavyweight Champion. So not only did he lose, a loser leaves town match. He also lost his Southern heavyweight title, which, um, as we all know, Lawler held for, um, I don't know, 100 times. I think it ended up being 50-something. But anyway, 30 minutes and 22 seconds total time. Um, honestly, guys, I expected more. Uh, granted, about 10 minutes was cut, but if the 10 minutes that was cut was mostly punches too, even if it was stiff, um, it just never got totally going for me. And I was reading reviews of this match online because I felt like I, it's kind of a big moment in history, right? They had this feud going on for t- uh two years which i might go back and revisit some of that i know they have a cage match as well um i know there's some savage and Papo versus rock and roll express matches so they had some things in between their feud so i might go check that out and then obviously later on um if you remember the uh the mcmahon evading the mcmemphis stuff uh, obviously savage and lawler get into it again at some point um late in i think it's 94 that that really happened um uh, but again just never got totally going for me uh crowd was nuclear and the finish i thought was really really well done the pile driver was absolutely sick. I didn't mind the twist ending. I thought that was pretty cool because the ref stopped the match. I thought it was cool booking that Lawler said, you know what? We're not ending this way. I don't want the match to end. Um, but yeah, and the crowd absolutely was 100% nuclear. Um, I guess I, I can't also knock the pretty historic as the rise of WWF Macho Man kind of starts here. Um, so I kind of went a gentleman's three on it. And again, I read reviews where some people gave it three and a half, four stars, but I just couldn't get into it. It was just, 
I don't know. It was a lot of punching, a lot of brawling, and that works in the right context, but not for a 30-minute match, I feel. So um, some might disagree with me on it. Some might even call it a shit take that most people tend to say I have sometimes. But for me, um, definitely uh, the worst match of the night. Um, I would probably – it's kind of hard for me because um, I actually, as much as I love Morocco versus Snuka, uh, I think the high flyers tag team uh, match uh, is for me. So, um, so just to review, Snuka – versus uh, Morocco for the IC title from October 22nd, 1983. It is a Fijian strap match. You can find that on YouTube from the Philadelphia Spectrum. Uh, that is a burner. It is three and a half stars. High Flyers versus Mattel and Santana for the AWA tag titles from August 29th, 1982. Also on YouTube, I went four stars. And this match, uh, Randy Savage versus Jerry Lawler from Memphis. Memphis loser leaves town match uh, from June 3rd, 1985, also on YouTube. So with that, that that's not, that is uh, that's it for this edition of um, Before I Was a Mark. I hope you go out and enjoy these matches as much as I do. Um, even if you don't super love them, it's really cool to go back and revisit history, which I'm having a great time doing. Um, and I will be back next time with three more matches uh, to talk about. In the meantime, you can find me on NWA Crock and Roll on Twitter. Um, and you can find me on a host of other pods. I'm kind of hit and miss on what I do, but... Uh, the pod I'm normally always on, NWA Crock and Roll. You can find me on that. Um, you're probably, as you hear this, probably somewhere in the middle of the Crockett Cup of 1986. So that's really good. Uh, you can find me on Highway to the Impact Zone. You can find me over on the Pop Feed um, doing Pop Goes to the Couch, where, as of this recording, uh, we're probably right in the middle or getting ready to start Moon Night. Um, you can also find me on Wrestling's Chicken Salad, where we look at some of the worst perceived pay-per-views of all time. Uh, and YouTube Roulette, where, honestly, the idea for this show really came out of, because as I was finding classic matches, um, I would go into YouTube and look for matches for us to watch on YouTube Roulette. And it kind of got me on this whole thing where, you know, I've discovered a lot of older matches. So this pod will not interfere with YouTube Roulette, I promise. This is more about finding some of those older matches where on YouTube roulette, we have a nice little potpourri of matches we find from all years that a lot of us haven't seen. So, all right, with that, I am Sean Kidd, and I will see you next time on Before I Was a Mark. Thanks, everybody.